Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. Today's episode is all about bookkeeping and how that can help your church and ministry. And today I have the great honor of introducing Jackie Cassidy. She is our lead bookkeeper here at Start Church, just a wealth of knowledge and just a joy to be around. So thanks for joining us. Absolutely, Bruce. I'm glad to be here today. Awesome. So jump right in. What is the purpose of bookkeeping. Bruce, as I'm sure you're aware, bookkeeping is an accounting service. Yeah. And some churches will choose to hire out the entire accounting and bookkeeping functions, while others might choose to hire out portions of the responsibilities. And um, we actually have a, a list of the responsibilities involved with accounting. There's nice. a, a chart that you can consider um, and figure out what responsibilities you need to hire out for. Yeah, I know when I'm talking to clients, a lot of times they're not aware of all the aspects of bookkeeping. They just think it's getting a charitable statement to the donors, or they think maybe it's just, I have a spreadsheet. You know, they're not aware of some of the ins and outs. I'm kind of in that category myself. I spent a long time in full-time ministry. I never wanted to touch any of the admin. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So when hiring out your accounting and bookkeeping needs, we recommend that you consider five questions. Okay. Because a lot of us are in that same boat, you know, we may not realize we have a need. So uh, one of the primary things that, you know, we'll have you take a look at is, you know, is the professional going to supply software? So you'll want to ask them to give you a copy of the software that they're going to be using so that anytime you receive your monthly accounting packages, you can run your own reports. Mm. The Star Church Bookkeeping Service actually provides you with a QuickBooks Online account, and this account is configured for your ministry specifically. So you will have 24-7 access, near real-time accounting at your fingertips, and your QuickBooks Online account actually allows you to write and print checks. You can export church data at any time and have access to a lot of powerful reports. Yeah, that's another thing. Oftentimes they'll talk to a pastor and they'll say, well, tell us about your software. And I explain, well, the tool is just the first step. You know, getting a good tool in place, QuickBooks is one of them, is an essential part, but there's more to it. There's got to be a few other components. Tell us about that. Absolutely. Well, you have to know how to use it properly. And that is one of the largest hurdles that we come across is organizations are attempting the DIY bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. They're using the features that even QuickBooks has to offer. Yeah. But perhaps they aren't aware of how those features and functions would apply to a nonprofit, churches yeah. and ministry specifically. So that's a great point. Like uh, the tool is only as good as the one using the tool. Like uh, QuickBooks in the hands of me would not be a, a very good combination, but uh, the tool in the right hands, you know, is, is going to be awesome. That's why we offer bookkeeping service. But tell me about, um, you know, some of the other elements that you need to know going into hiring out a bookkeeper. Like, for example, it, what if you want to go backwards? A lot of people ask us, can you reconcile? We haven't been doing bookkeeping since we started. Can we go backwards? Tell us about that. That's a great question. We actually can go back in time. We can reconcile the months that haven't been accounted for in the past. And I would recommend asking any, you know, any accounting professional or bookkeeping professional that you might be 
submitting inquiries to, ask if they'll go back in time if you have a need for that. Um, with the Star Church Bookkeeping Service, your personal bookkeeper would work with you in your ministry to get those pack, backdated months done. So there's always the question, well, if there's someone remotely, what do you do to get information back and forth? How do you, is there a system in place? Tell us about that part. Sure. Well, we we like to ask if there's a, a personal or preferred method of communication for each individual. We know that the um, technological advances in our world can make it very easy to communicate information, but for some it also makes it very challenging. Mm -hmm. And so we like to provide a plethora of options for each level of that ability so that we can communicate the information back and forth. Yeah, so that's a good question to anybody that's looking to hire a bookkeeper, whether local or remote. You know, what is the method that they're going to use to get the back the information back and forth? Right. Well, the Star Church Bookkeeping Service provides monthly digital reports, and then you also have the ability to export that data at any time. And sometimes that's you know via Dropbox. Sometimes that's via email. It just depends on that. You know, a question that I get sometimes, I'm often surprised to hear people ask, well, can we own the reports or do we get to keep the reports? And I always thought that that was kind of a standard thing. Of course, you should keep them. That's, that's what we do. Well, that actually varies greatly. Typically, the reporting would belong to the individual or the firm who is producing those reports. So it's often something that churches don't even think about until it's too late. Mm. But whether you use the services of a church volunteer or a paid professional, it's important that this is settled up front, maybe with a written document mm -hmm. or an agreement that states that the church is the outright owner of the accounting records. With the Star Church Bookkeeping Service, it is your church, it's your books, it's your data. I love that. And, you know, to toot our own horn for just a second, that is something that people brag on us for. They'll come back and thank me and say, man, I was working with an accountant. We couldn't get anything out of this guy. And, you know, so it, it is something that we're proud to be able to offer. So tell us about uh, what's the last component that someone needs to know when they're looking to hire a bookkeeper? Well, probably the biggest question that most organizations have, what's the price? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the best pricing structure is typically based off of the size of the church. Mm -hmm. And with Star Church Bookkeeping, our service provides a pricing structure that's designed to, to be the best affordable option for your church. So the Star Church Bookkeeping service has a pricing structure that's actually designed to be the best affordable option for your church. So Jackie, the next question that seems the obvious question is why would someone want to outsource? Why not have a volunteer in-house who's doing it for free or they're local, they're right there with you? What are some of the benefits of outsourcing? Well, Bruce, outsourcing with church accounting services, quite frankly, you, know, you end up with more accurate books. If you're in a smaller church setting that does your bookkeeping internally, the chances are you're laying a burden on one person who may not have much experience in accounting. But if you outsource your books, you get an entire team of trained people who have experience, meaning you're less likely to make mistakes, miss important deadlines, mm -hmm. and so on. And we're trained to look for best practices mm -hmm. and you know possible red flags of an organization. That's so important. Yeah, the red flags. You know, A lot of people uh, can run a chart of accounts if it's just, you know, plug in numbers, but doing the numbers and plugging them in correctly, that's a far different story. It and is. we end up having to fix a lot of that, which we're glad to do. But, uh, you know, so we, we oftentimes tell people the importance of compliance helps to reduce the risk of fraud. 
Speak to that for a second. Absolutely. An outsourced bookkeeper has experience with implementing strong internal controls, and because they're impartial, they can help reduce these risks. Yeah, there's an advantage to having that third party. Yes, yes, absolutely. So we can look at something with an objective eye, sort of kind of you get that frog in hot water situation Uh where you don't, you may not realize that you're spending a lot in one area and perhaps it wasn't board approved, that sort of thing. So whereas we hope that it's not very common to find Mm -hmm. those situations, occasionally we do. Well, so the other thing that sometimes we'll talk about when I'm talking to clients is the time saver, the convenience of it. Relieving yourself of the burden of accounting and bookkeeping absolutely can free up your administrative workload as a pastor and gives you the time to focus on the day-to-day operations and the ministry and exactly what the Lord has called you to lead. Whereas we love doing it over yeah. here. You know, that's a, one thing I often say to you know our clients that we work with is this might be daunting or taxing to you, but it's, we love to do it. So it's not for us, and we're so glad to take this off of your plate. One thing that we try to do also here, and and any good accounting firm would do, is to try to give better insight to the client's financials, to give some of that perspective that they may not be aware of. Absolutely. Uh, Having a professional manager account means that you can have up-to-date records. You can help anticipate those cash flows and reduce costs and figure out how to better your church's financial position. With the Start Church Bookkeeping Service, we actually have a a chart of accounts that we start out with. It's a Mm -hmm. base chart of accounts, and it is set up strategically to help churches and ministry easily assess the financial health of their organization. Mm -hmm. And so it's a template, and so we customize it to each organization, and we build it to their needs. But overall, it's set up in that manner where someone, regardless of their experience, can look at these reports and actually know what's going on (laughs) and where the money's going and how much is coming in. Yeah, one thing that sometimes I hear as a common fear is, well, if I hire someone to do our accounting, does that mean that they're my boss or they're over me or telling me what to do? And do I lose control or, you know, am I going to, you know, have to submit to different things I'm not used to? And, And sometimes the answer is a little bit, you know, because if we're going to improve and do something within compliance, then yeah, we may change or suggest some changes to the process. Right. We may make some recommendations if there's something that we see or if there's a process that we have experience with. Um, You know, we may say, we've had great experience with, you know, XYZ working this way or ABC working that way and at least present the options Mm -hmm. that are out there for the different churches and ministries so that they can choose what's going to work best for them. And ultimately, that's a great word, choose, because we still put the ball in the court of the client. It's their church, it's their ministry, and they still control their funds. We're just there to help articulate what's going on with the budget. Absolutely. You know, Bruce, outsourcing actually improves your current financial process. Our team of bookkeepers have plenty of experience. We know the best practices that improve the efficiency and timelines of the data, and making the processes of importing data and choosing the books as smooth and simple as possible. Yeah, a lot of pastors that I speak with don't know what they don't know, so they don't realize that's even something that they're missing. And, uh, you know, we always alleviate that fear that, hey, you're in the driver's seat. It's your ministry. We're not here to boss you around. It's your money. We don't touch the funds. We just communicate what's happening and articulate some of the best practices regarding the funds. Uh, But that leads me to another question. A big concern that a lot of clients are asking when they call in and I speak with them is tax season. We know it's uh, just around the corner and it's a busy time. 
um, especially for a bookkeeper. But while we have you on the podcast, can you speak to you know, some of the things that we need to know about taxes, some of the things that pastors should take note of before they file their taxes? No, Bruce, I'd love to talk to you about love offerings. That is one of the primary things that come up during tax season. Yes. There's a lot of confusion in this area. And a lot of pastors find themselves asking, well, if love offerings are viewed as gifts, why should, be con- why should they be considered taxable income? I'll tell you why. But get ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Because there's some, <laughs> some jargon coming up. <laughs> Section 102A of the Internal Revenue Code states that gross income does not include the value of property acquired by gift, bequest, device, or inheritance. So while members of the church are really giving a love offering as a gift, the IRS says it's taxable income Mm. because Section 102C1 says that any amount transferred by or for an employer to or for the benefit of an employee shall be treated as gross income. So the bad news that a lot of pastors don't like to hear is, yes, that love offering, though it was intended as a gift, is taxable, correct? That is correct. Are you ready for more jargon? Because I'm going to give it to you, Give it to, it to me. Bruce. I'm ready. Okay. Section 61A defines gross income as all income from whatever source derived. Furthermore, Section 61A1 expounds by including compensation for services. So because of this definition of gross income, we have to look at the context surrounding the reason for which the church member personally gave for the pastor the love offering. Mm-hmm. In many cases, it's easy to assume that the motivation for a love offering was for the services that the minister rendered in the worship service. Jargon alert, jargon alert. (laughs) Can you summarize uh, some of those uh, jargon that you just said? The summary of all of the jargon is basically that any funds received Mm -hmm. as a love offering could very easily be considered being received for the services rendered in ministry and thus considered part of gross income. Thus, taxable income. Exactly. (laughs) Jackie, thanks for enlightening me a little bit and our viewers as well, our audience as well, because uh, this is something that we want to get right. You know, anytime that we get to share this information with other churches and other, you know, ministries, we are, we're grateful for that opportunity. It's why we're here. We want to serve your organization. We want to help you grow and, and realize your full potential and step into that area that God has given you to lead, especially here in the beginning of the year, Bruce. You know, we have a lot of organizations who might be looking for a change or they want to improve and start 2020 fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe they want to look at that with a fresh perspective. And that's our specialty, and that's what we're here for. So we would love to work with your organization. We'd love to talk to you. I know Bruce and, you know, the rest of our account representatives have a plethora of information regarding our services that we have, and we're here to help. We'd love to get to know you. Hey, thanks so much. I couldn't have said it better myself. Go to podcast at startchurch.com for any other questions that you might want to send to us, and we hope that you'll join us again on Beyond the Call. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.